Good morning. Uh, today we're going to be learning Masechah Yuma, Daf Mem Dalad. We're starting at the opening of the Gemara at the very bottom two lines on Daf Mem Gimel on the base. In our Mishnah, it says that the uh, person who was going to stir the blood to make sure that it wouldn't congeal seemed to have accompanied the Kohen Gadol into a holy area while he was doing his Avodah. It says the Gemara, that's very problematic. We have a Pasuk that says, and no one's allowed to accompany the Kohen Gadol in this particular place. So therefore, how can you, how can you just hand the blood to someone who's, uh, who's going to make sure that it doesn't congeal? No one's allowed to be with him. He has to be alone. So it says the Gemara, Amar of Yehuda, Tonei Shel Heichal. You're right. He wasn't standing on the fourth wrong fourth set of tiles in the Heichal, but from the Heichal outside of the Kodesh area into the, uh, into the area of the Azara. Now we're going to learn a Brisa that speaks about these rules in general. Of course, the Pasuk, as we just quoted, <clears throat> the Pasuk says that no one is allowed to be in the Ohel Moed. says the Gemara on the top of Maybe we would assume that this is true even outside of the Holies and in the, area, the larger area of the Mikdash, still the Kohen space, but maybe I would have thought that you're not allowed to accompany him when he does his Abuda there. No, and it says it only means in the Kodesh, in that space, um, the inner sanctum of the Besamekdash. Really, I only have to, I only have this pasuk as in the as in the as in the midbar. You know, we're not tied. The pasuk may have been local. How do we know that it applies to Dori Doros? What about Shiloh when the Mishkan wasn't Mishkan wasn't Shiloh or Besamekdash? What about the regular Besamekdash Binayin? How do we know that over there that we have these halachos as well? Tamalamar Kodesh in any area that has this level of sanctity. So just like the Ohamoid in the in the midbar had that level of sanctity. So to the Heichal has this level of sanctity. Uh, says the Gemara three lines down in the El Bashas Haktara. I only know, I only know that there's an Isra of accompanying the Kohen when he's doing the Haktara, when he's doing the Ktoras in the in the Heichal itself. What about the Shas Matandamim in Nayan? What if he isn't doing the Avodah with Ktoras? What if he's doing the Avodah sprinkling the blood inside the Heichal? Do we have the same Isra of, a, of accompanying the Kohen? Says the Gemara, yes, we do. And when he's doing any work inside the Heichal that has to do with Kapara, so that of course includes this Rikastam, we're going to discuss whether or not the Ketoras uh, has the capacity to uh, generate Kapara. We'll discuss that shortly. But certainly when it comes to this Rikastam, that's not a Shiloh. That's, uh, that's all, all. Every Korban's like that. Says the Gemara, six lines down, saying the Elabik Nisoso. This is only true. Maybe I should only assume that there's an Isser of accompanying Kohen when. He's on his when he's on the way into the mikdash or during the avodah. What if he's on his way out? Can I go inside to greet the if I were going? Can I go inside and greet him and, and walk out with him? Says the Gemara, that's also asher be yes. I mean, nine tabulomer. I'd say so. No, the iser of accompanying the kohen is until he leaves the heichal. You can't even go in to um, to to bring him out. What does the pasuk mean when it says the brisa continues? It says the gerasa the gemara. It says the Gemara that the Pasuk is in sequential order. First it's him, Kaparaso, He first has to get his own Kapara. As we said yesterday, it's better for someone who is Zakai to ask for Kapara for those who are Chayev than it is for someone who is Chayev to ask for Kapara for those who are Chayev. So therefore the Kongadal goes first. And once he's generated Kapara for himself, then it can also be um, the Kaparas Beso. And Kaparas Beso, Kodemus the Kaparas he first has to take care of his family and make sure that his family has kapara, only after which he can then focus on Echabakah.
Kohanim. And then the Chaparas Echad HaKohanim Kodemus the Chaparas Kol Kahal Yisrael. Jewish people at Mass are last in the line. So it's the Kohen Gadol himself, his family, and then Echad HaKohanim, and then Kol Kahal Yisrael. Omar Mar, Eini Elu B'Shas HaKtorah, says the Gemara, my Mashmah, how do you know that this is true, that we're talking about during a moment of HaKtorah, that we have the Isra of accompanying the Kohen into the Heichal, says the Gemara, Amar Rava Bechinam Arav Yitzchak Bar Abdimi Bechinam Arav Amazar, a lot of the Amorim. Amar Rava Bechiper Ba'ado Ba'ad Beso Ba'ad Kol Kahal Yisrael. That's what the Pasuk says, the Pasuk that we just read. Now, under what circumstances is this true? Says the Gemara, Ezu Kapara. When is there a moment that we can have Kapara Shushave Lo Ulebeso Lechba Kohanim Bechol Kahal Yisrael? What is a, a singular moment when there can be Kapara for all of these groups? I shouldn't say singular, I should say a sequential set of moments where you can generate kapara for everyone. It says the Gemara, Avi Omer Zaktoras Aktoras. That, that's how we know that there's an Isser to be with the Kohen in the with the Kohen Gadol in the Heichal when he's doing Torahs. And then interjects the Gemara and says, hold on one second. We know that we get kapara by Zrikasada, Varm Shuta. But it says the Gemara, Ktoras Mechaperas. I mean, it's an Avoda. But it's not zrikas hadam. There is no dam. There's no animal. It's spices, right? That's the the eleven spices. So it says the Gemara. How do we know that it's mechaperes? The Gemara in, in fact, it is. We're almost at we're one third of the way down. We do know that the Torahs can generate kapara. because the pasuk says, "Aitain esak Torahs by chaper al ha'am," and this is a pasuk that is speaking about uh, the story of Korach. This is the Pasuk from Bamid Bar Yudayim. The Pasuk reads in full, Vayikach Aharon, Asher Diber Moshe, Vayorat Saltoch HaKal, Vinei Hechel HaNegef Ba'am. This was, of course, the story of Korach, when Korach Ba'adasa rebelled against Moshe, saying that he had taken too much of the Kavod, that he took everything, he took all the Kavod, V'yitin Asaktoros Vayichaper Ala'am. And the Torah generated Kapara and stopped the Magefa that was taking place um, by the times of Korach, Baharaya says the Gemara, that's obvious that we therefore see that there's Kapara by Torahs. And then a beautiful Gemara, a very short, I got it, so just a couple of lines, says the Gemara as follows halfway down with Tana de Berbishmo, Amak Torahs Mechaperas, and which Averos does the Torahs generate Kapara? It says the Gemara al Lashonara. It's on the uh, ill speech that we say of others. Of course, to be clear, Lashonara is when you say something. That is derogatory about another person that's true. That's different than the Isra of Moti Shemra, which is saying something that's derogatory about someone that isn't true. Very different uh, categories in halacha. They're all very problematic. Just to add another one to the mix, it's Rechilus, all the famous Isra that we know about. All of these require intensive study to make sure that we, we get it right. Or that there are times that it's mutter to speak negatively when it's lotoelas, or you're hiring someone in dating scenarios. There's plenty of scenarios that come up that are lotoelas. But the fact that someone says, oh, saying something not nice about someone that's true, but it's lotoelas, that doesn't make it mutter. <laughs> the toelas has to be real. These are real shyness in the post game. When do you disclose things that are, in fact, negative about people on the dating process? It's not simple. They all require a lot of shyness. But when one is in bottle, a violation of the Isra of Lashonara, they need kapara. And unfortunately, we don't have the Torahs to generate that kapara. So Halavai, Mir Tashem, we should have it soon. But in the meantime, we have to we have to daven and clap al-chayt, al-chayt shechatan al-fanecha v'lashonara, because uh, we don't have the Torahs to take care of that right now. And in fact, the Gemara explains a little bit more. Yavodavr shebech shai, yichaper al-maisa, al-maisa chshai. 
we need this thing that which is a Dover Shai. The Torah is done in, in secret, it's done in private, it's done in Vilifnim. And uh, we need that as a kapara, a lashon hara, which is also a ma'isach shai. Uh, you're not screaming it from the rooftops; you're whispering it to one person, and that's uh, how lashon hara typically is transmitted. We're now, going to get into a discussion, starting at the halfway point on Memdalad Memdalad, about <clears throat> the kedusha of the heichal in comparison to the kedusha of the space just outside the heichal, between the heichal and the mizbeach. Is that the oraisa? Is that the rabbanon? Um, is it just out of sheer concern that, that you might walk in the wrong place? And all of it is going to be looked at through this lens of, um, of the Kohen Gadol. It says the Gemara as follows. Tanayan Hassan, we have a Mishnah. The Mishnah writes, portion, uh, The Mishnah writes that when there is Shasak Torah, when inside the Heichal, when they're doing the, the Torahs, uh, the Halacha is that you have to leave the area between the Ulam and the Mizbech, namely, the Isser of accompanying the Kohen Gadol is not only inside, it even has a ring around it that you're not allowed to enter. So if he's inside doing the, the Torah, it's Yom Kippur. So you, you, no Kohanim are allowed to be even, sure you can't be in the Heichal, you can't be in the Ulam either, but the space outside the antechamber and in between, in between the Mizbeach and the antechamber, you cannot be there either. That's what the Mishnah writes. Amar Lazar, he gives a qualification of the Mishnah, Lo Shonu, when is that Mishnah true that you have to be Porish, that you're not allowed to be in that second space, that second ring around the Heichal? That's true, he says, that's when you're doing the Torahs of the Heichal. So just a little background, every day the Torahs was brought by the coin, and it was brought uh, in the Heichal, in the main sanctuary. That was the one, the daily Torahs. However, the one that was brought only once a year well, the Torah that was brought on Yom Kippur wasn't brought in the main sanctuary of the Heichal, but it was brought lifnai belifnim next to the parochas. So these are different moments. One takes place every day of the year, and the other takes place one day a year. So this is the qualification that Rebbe Lozers make. When the Mishnah says that you're not allowed to be between the Ulam and the Mizbech, between the antechamber and the Mizbech, while the coin's inside doing the Avodah, he says, that's true, B'Shatzak Torah de Heichal. That's true when you're doing the day-to-day Torahs, not Yom Kippur. However, but on Yom Kippur, Allah is only mehechal parshi. You only have to leave the actual room itself. No other Kohanim can accompany the Kohen Gadol into the main room. They can't go into the Heichal while the Kohen Gadol is doing the Torah's lifnai, the lifnim in the inner inner sanctum. That's the distinction. Says, let me just read Rebbe Lazar again. I'm Rebbe Lazar. Loshanu el b'shasak tar deichal. Avod b'shasak tar deliknai deliknim. When the Kohen Gadol was going to do the avoda in the innermost sanctum, the Kodesh Kodashim, the Heichal Parshi, there he has to leave. The other Kohanim cannot accompany him even in the Heichal. But we don't we don't need to. We have a double a double measure of safety. We, we're just saying that when you're doing the avoda deliknai deliknim, the one ring outside of that is the Heichal. Fine, there you're not allowed to have people, but the ring outside of that, there you are allowed to have people. That was the question. That was the, the qualification of Rebbe Lanzar. We're going to question that uh, with about a 15-line question against Rebbe Lanzar. Let's go. For two-thirds of the way done. Some say it was a person named Kiddi. Just like one is obligated to leave the space uh, between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, B'Shatzak Torah, 
we're assuming this Brisa is dealing with a case of Leif Ma'ibalifim. It says the Gemara that we assume that when the Kohen Gadol is doing the Torah's Leif Ma'ibalifim, that one even has to separate from the Ulam and the Mizbech, not like Rabbi Lazar. Not only is it true, says this Brisa, not only is that true, and when the Kohen Gadol is that we don't only restrict other Kohan from being in the Eichel, but we even restrict other people from being in Ulam Mizbeach, but it's also true by three other Korbanos. What are these three other Korbanos that have the same din? One of them is called the, the Matan Par Kohen Mashiach. This is when the Kohen Gadol uh, Haskins incorrectly on something and does something wrong due to that. And Parha Elam Dover Shotzibor is when the Sanhedrin and the Beis Mikdash Paskin on something and Klali Israel behaves in a way that they shouldn't, but it was based on the Pesach of the Sanhedrin. And the last one is actually an iteration of the second one, and that is what's referred to as the Seire Avodas Kochavim. Really, it's a Parha Elam Dover Shotzibor. The Chachamim had Paskin, the Sanhedrin had Paskin, that something was Mutter, and the domino effect of that Pesach was that Jews started doing things that were bator in the, in the camp of Avodas Kochavim. When these three korbanos are brought, they have the same din. That when, when the Kohen Gadol is lifnaivelifnim, that no one is allowed to be in the two rings. Not only are you not allowed to be in the ring, that is the Heichal, which is outside the Kodesh HaKodoshim. Not the Kodesh HaKodoshim is where the Kohen Gadol can't be in the Heichal. You also can't be outside of the Heichal between the Mizbeach and the Ulam. Says the Gemara, continuing in this b'risa, what is the categorical difference between the Heichal and the Mizbeach? After all, it seems to be from the beginning of this b'risa that both the Heichal and the space outside the Heichal between the Ulam and the Mizbeach have the same status. They're both restricted spaces for other Kohanim so that they're not going to fulfill, they're not going to violate the Isser of so what's the difference? It says the Brisa, three-fourths of the way down, 10 lines from the bottom, 11 lines from the bottom, in the Heichal, in the Kodesh, not the Kodesh HaKodeshim, but in the Kodesh, where the menorah is, in the Mizbech and the Shulchan. In that room portion, the Kohanim have to leave the Kohen Gadol alone, when he's doing the Torahs, and even when he's doing non-Torahs work, namely when he's doing Zerikah so we see that the Heichal is more strict because we uh, kick out the Kohen, the Kohen and the company, the Kohen Gadol, under two circumstances, by Haktara and by Zerika Sadam. Masha'en when it comes to the Ulam and the Mizbech, the space just outside the antechamber, outside the Ulam, in the larger Azara area between the Mizbech and the Ulam, in that case, you only have to leave that concentric ring during Haktara, but not during the actual Zerika Sadam. Veshaz Haktara Mia Parshi. So what do we see here? We see here that Ben Ulam the Mizbech and Lazar was wrong. Rebbe Lazar wanted to qualify, as we started halfway down on the page, he wanted to qualify the Mishnah that we quoted from Masechah's Kalim. He wanted to qualify and say that's only true in the, it's only true when it's a regular Torah. Right? During the regular Torah, then no one can be a, between the Heichal and the Mizbech. Says the Gemara, that's not true. It's even when it's Leifnaibalikim, namely it's two rings, it's two concentric rings of prohibition of other Kohan. It's my love, the Shafaktar, the Leifnaibalikim. Isn't this Brisa speaking about the In which case, yes, in fact, it's two rings of restriction for other Kohanim so that we don't violate the Isra that we learned on the bottom of them, Gimel on the base of the Pasuk Mukhaladim, says Gemara, no, no, that Brisa was speaking about something else, says Gemara, that Brisa is only talking about the Shasaktar Dehechal. Well, good job on Rebbe Lazar. You solved his problem because Rebbe Lazar said that if you're doing the, uh, that was his qualification, that was his qualification to the Mishnah and Canaan. 
he had said that in the Mishnah and Kalim that, uh, that if the uh, Kohen Gadol is doing the daily Ketoros, then you're not allowed to be the Nolomim's back. And we're re-explaining this new Bryce to say the same thing. Very good, you solved that problem. But you did something that was a little difficult as well, which is that now there's not really much of a difference between the Heicha and the Bein Lulam Izbech. So asks the Gemara, six, seven lines from the bottom, Yihachi, Ma'ma'ala, quote, we said in the Brasa, Ma'ma'ala, we said there was an, an elevated status of Heichal compared to the Lulam Izbech. Says Gemara, hold on one second, we have to see what the distinction is now, because you just changed everything by reinterpreting the Brasa to not be talking about the Torah, but now the Brasa is talking about the daily Torah. So therefore, we have to try and re-understand how Ika Ha'ma'ala, there is still another uh, there is still another Milo, says the Gemara. From the Heichal, no one can accompany him for either type of uh, of uh, either the daily one, referred to here as the Haktara day, or the Haktara that's the one that's done on So the Gemara paints a distinction, and then the Gemara says, well, we have to see how this plays out in the price. That's not what our price says. Says the Gemara. The Gemara. Here's how we should understand our Brisa. Three lines from the bottom. Hakatani. How does the Brisa read? In the Heichal, in the Kodesh space, portion Ben Bishasaktaro, Ben Shelo Bishasaktaro. As discussed, it uh, we need that we need someone the Kohanim to leave. We don't want to violate the Esther B'Chomadim Loihe B'Olamoid. So whether or not there's Haktara taking place or Zrikas Adam, the other Kohanim have to leave. Ben Ulam Lemisbeh in portion. And between the Ulam and the Mizbeah, the Kohanim don't have to leave them alone. Only true by Shasaktara. So the distinction still applies. Um, and uh, the, we just had to re understand the Brisa within our new understanding of the Brisa in order to make Rebbe Lazar still fit with that Brisa. Says the Gemara, Yeah, I know you said there's one mile in the Brisa, but really there's another one. That from the Heichal, here's another difference, says the Gemara. We're adding to the Brisa, we're attempting. Why didn't the Brisa say as follows? We should have added this distinction. Here, the word Kedusha is a reference to Zrikas Adam. It says the Gemara, in regards to the Heichal, no other Kohanim can accompany the Kohen Gadol when he does the Zrikas Adam in the Heichal or when he does the Zrikas Adam However, third line, the Ilu, but between the Mizbeah and the Elulam, no one needs to separate. No, no other Kohanim need to leave that space. There's no issue of, of accompanying the Kohen Gadol. Uh, only, uh, the only time we have to clear that space, as the Gemara, when we do Zrika Sadam, is if the Kohen is doing Zrika Sadam and the Heifal. Had he been doing the Zrika Sadam with Naibalifnim, then it's only one concentric ring, and only the Heichal would have been prohibited, not the, not the space outside the Heichal, but between the Mizbech and the Ulam. It says the Gemara, why didn't we add this into our Brisa as well? It's not just one Mila, here's another Mila. I'm sure we could come up with more. So why did the Brisa say, oh, Mila, this is the one Mila, the one, one that we just explained at the very bottom of Mem Gimel on the base, wrapping up to the top part? The truth is that there's more, not just about the Torahs. We all, also have distinctions that have to do with, uh, with Zurika Sadam. And whether or not you can be in the Heifal or not in the Heifal, says the Gemara, you're right, you're, you're correct. But the reason why we said Hamayla just means that there's one primary distinction, and that is that the Heifal is more, uh, more Kadosh, seemingly, than the space outside the Heifal between the Ulam and the Mizpah. Moreover, you're right, it's just Shem Prisha We're just saying that there's a category of times when there's a ring 
uh, of the Isser. You're not allowed to go into a certain space to accompany the Kohen Gadol because of the Isser uh, that we saw uh, in the bottom of the Yom This brings us to uh, an analysis of this Paisa. Uh, but don't worry, it's going to be a short analysis and, and, and an easy one. Says the Gemara, Omar Mar, <clears throat> we learned in this Brisa that we compared the need for uh, the aloneness of the Kohen Gadol. If there's an Isser for a Kohen to accompany a Kohen Gadol, we said it's true by the Ketoras and Omar Mar, quoting from the Brisa, Kach, Hershim, we also said it was true by Shas Matan Mashiach. We also said it was true that if the Kohen Gadol were to violate an Isser based on its own Psach, the Talmud Chacham, he makes a psaac and he assumes that something is true ended up being wrong. Or the part of the Dabr Shaltibur was that had the Paskins wrong with the Tzibur. Or if they also, and again in the category of Kraham Dabr Shaltibur, that, that they did something specifically wrong based on the psaac of Sanhedrin that led to Abu Zara. So Minola, how do we know that that's true? I know the Brysa says that you want to make a comparison from Torahs to these three types of Korbanos, the Kohen Parmashiach, the Kohen Mashiach. Because we have by the world of Torah, we have the word kapara, as we saw in the previous summer. We have Xerashava. We have Xerashava from Yom Kippur to from Ketoras to those other areas. And therefore, all of them have the same um, restriction of having others accompany the Kohen when I use the Savoda. Just an incorrect word here. It should be Adel, not Adel. One of the things that we learned from the distinctions that we've been making between the space of the Heichal and whether or not other Kohanim can be there with the Kohen Gadol, or the space outside the Heichal, between the Heichal and the Mizbeach, one of the things that we learned is Milos de Oraisa, that the distinctions and elevations of Kedusha from the furthest away to Yerushalayim, to the more nuanced places even within the Beis HaMikdash, that those are de little, and we have a tradition as much. Miri here that we have a tradition that this is true. Take a look at Rashi, six lines down. Uh, Milos, the levels of Kedusha. All the distinctions listed in Maseches Kedem as to the levels of Kedusha. So the Ka'amar Hasam, Harabais, Makudash, Yerushalayim, Harabais is holier than Yerushalayim, the Hachel, Mehar Habayis, and then a little bit more inside the Besam Mikdash is more holy than the Besam Mikdash area is holier than Harabais. And Vezras Nashem in Hachel, and then still the, the space right outside of the Azara is going to be more holy. Vezras Yisrael, Michel Nashem, and the space of the Israel, the men who are allowed to be in a certain era, Lebanon, area, closer to the Mizbeah, closer to the Kodesh that was holier than the section of the Nashem, Michel Kohanim, Michel Yisrael, all the distinctions that we're talking about. The Gemara right now assumes that those are Dine Dorais. Back in the Gemara, 10 lines down, says the Gemara. If, in fact, you would have thought that the distinction between the Heichal and the space outside the Heichal, between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, if you would have assumed that it was not the Oresh, if you would have assumed that it was the Rabbanon, why would there be any distinction at all? It has to be that it's the Oresh. We would never have made that distinction. Says the Gemara, well, well, no, we, we do have a real concern. Dilma says the Gemara, Mikruva Aylam. It says the Gemara, we're afraid people may walk in. So the Gemara retorts, if you're afraid people are going to walk in, just the Kohanim are just, you know, blindly walking around as if they don't know the halacha. If you're worried about people making a mistake, then then get out of the whole Azara. That's a space that's miyucha the Kohanim. If you don't know what you're doing, go find another place to be. You can't just walk around blindly in the Mikdash. Everybody knows that. It says the Gemara, 
No, that's not really true. We do have a practical concern. And it may be that, that uh, these milos are not dough rice. So what's our practical concern? Says the Gemara. In the space between the Mizbeach and the Ulam, <clears throat> since there's no real line of demarcation in that space, it's just a space. And it's just an open space without any uh, framing to it. It's just literally space between the Mizbeach and the wall. It's not like it's marked in red paint. So nobody is going to necessarily not make a mistake. It's possible. It's not clear to us that uh, it's not clear to us that, uh, that they would just know exactly what to do. However, the Azara came on the But we're not concerned about the other space, uh, the outer space of the Azara, because there, once you get closer to the Mizbech, the Mizbech is your remarkable. In between, we weren't concerned. So therefore, maybe. Maybe the Milos are not Doraisa. Maybe we're being a little more restrictive because uh, there's no real lines of demarcation in that space. Rava. Rava says, no, another inference can be made from today's discussions. One third of the way down, that the sanctity of the Ulam, the antechamber, and the sanctity of the Heichal, not, not outside, uh, not the space between the Mizbech and the Ulam, the Ulam itself, those are the huge doors of the Mizbech, 40 amos tall. 20 almost wide, and that's a small, thin, rectangular room that is the antechamber, the room just before the Heichal. So that room and the Heichal, those two rooms are one level of Kedusha. Because if you want to say that there really are two Kedushas, that's a problem. We know already from another Marimakom, the Gemara here quotes a Gemara in Beitza, the Gemara says that the Ulam itself was Xera, the Nekum, the Nigzor, Xera, Xera. Now we're gonna make, uh, we're gonna start making extra rules. It can't be so. Therefore, it must be that the ulam and the heichal is going to be problematic. What does this mean? It means that if we know that the ulam is the rabbanon, we're not going to add another level of rabbinic concern to the space outside of the ulam between the ulam and mizbeach. That would be exera exera. The anan nekum the nuzor exera exera. We don't do that. We only do one level of restriction under Moshe. That's the Gemara. Well, your assumption is not necessarily correct. Ulam, ubein ulam lemizbeach ulam It's not correct. Says the Gemara, the ulam, ubein ha'ulam lemizbeach The ulam and the space outside is one kedusha. Heichal ulam Really, the heichal and the kodesh are not really the same. So the grouping is done differently. The heichal is a part of the space. Outside the heichal between the heichal and the outside the heichal between the heichal and the mizbeach, that's one kedusha, and then we elevate kedusha not in the ulam. You go from you go into the ulam into the antechamber room, and then crossing the threshold into the heichal is the next level of kedusha. That brings us to the two dots halfway down, almost done. We're going to get to five lines to the bottom of the page. If we always use the silver one, why do we make it out of gold? My time says the Gemara Torah Chasam Lamon and Shal Yisrael. And everything needs to be made out of gold. The Kodesh Baruch was sensitive about the expended dirt for the base of Mikdash. But on Yom Kippur, we did talk and use gold, and he wouldn't change it into another clay before he would go inside the Kodesh. He would just carry this one. My time, you've got to go, go up to Mizbech and go get the gold. You've got to come in here. You're switching it from the silver to the gold. Forget it. He's exhausted. He's fasting. He's running around like crazy the whole day. He wanted to be sensitive to the Kohen Gadol. We did not make him change utensils, but because he's going in the Kodesh, we wanted it to be gold and not silver. Says the Gemara, 
very interesting that Mishnah says that you take four cabin coals and you dump them into a container that only holds three. What happens to the rest? Okay, so it says the Gemara, Tanunis Pazrulo, Kav Gechalim, because you started with four and your container only holds three. So what you're going to find is that there's one cob of coals all over the ground. So that, what is the Gemara saying? The Chav Don La'ama. You should sweep them up. You should clean it up. That language in Halakha is meant to sweep out. Why remember all the Kohanim with barefoot? Not a good idea to have embers lying around. So they would get a, they'd get some kind of room that wouldn't catch fire, and they would brush all of the extra coals into the ama, into the water system that ran through the mikdash. So the problem is that that makes sense to say that there was one kav left over. Our, our mission of this price here says that there's only one kav left over. However, Vitanya Idach, another price says kavayim, that there were not, it wasn't one kav, there were two kav left over, the max. Our Mishnah writes that we started with four and poured it into a container of three, four minus three is one. How can the other Bryce say that there were two kav? It says the Gemara, This we understand the sheet of the Rabbana. That's our Mishnah. That's our, that's our case. We started with four, uh, four kav in the cold and we ended up with uh, a, a plea of three, one left over, sweep it into the, uh, into the Amma, into the aqueduct. All this fight. How does that work? This doesn't match any of the sheep that's in our Mishnah. So the Gemara presents two answers. It's him. He's the, the Balkwata here. It's a Brisa that is not part, not included, not woven into our Mishnah. That's why we didn't see Amari Makom before. But really, it's Rav. What does he say? Tanya, three fourths of the way down. No, it was uh, going to be, it was Shel Kavayim that he was pushing two of them into the Mikdash. And basically he had a larger container. He was making, he, he took more than uh, he, uh, I'm sorry, let me say again. Shel Kavayim HaYamachas, he was taking the four and dumping it into a container that only held two. Sorry, makes more sense. So you have four uh, Kavin minus a Kli that's smaller. Our Mishnah said the Kli that we were pouring the coals into was uh, three Kavin. That's incorrect. The Rabbi Shmuel ben Asher Yochanan Baruch says it was only two, so four minus two is two left over, and that's why. That's why. We, we could even say, like the author of our Mishnah, one of the authors of our Mishnah, normally has six kav, but a Sami Baris is a little bit smaller, it only has five kav. And Rabbi Yossi, that would work in our Mishnah because he was taking a unit of five kav and pouring it into a cleave three carbon, leaving over two. And that explains that other price that says that there are two carbon left over. Every day the utensil he would use was heavier, today it's lighter. Normally the galda, the walls of this cleave were much heavier. But today they were rach, they were much thinner. It means soft, but uh, here it means thinner in context. And it continues the Gemara, normally the handle was short. Today the handle was long on Yom Kippur, my timer. The reason why is because the Kohen Gadol could then use some leverage and you can hold one hand, as I highlighted yesterday, you can hold uh, the pole, uh, the shovel with one hand, and then rest the other part of the pole under his arm and just kind of have a, a little bit of a leverage system, which makes it a little bit easier. Every day, there was no ring, a ring that would make sound. There was no ring that was on this clue. 
And here we did have a ring on it because Beboel Kodesh, he had to make some sounds when he could walk into the Kodesh. So that's what Rashi said. So take a look at Rashi, three lines from the bottom, Yashtek, Tabas, there was a ring, Beroshan, it said Shemekashkesh, and it would clank against the metal, Mashmiakol, and it would make a sound, Bishum Vinishmakolo Beboel, to make sure that the Kohen would be generating some sound because during the year, the big day Kohan, the big day Kuna had the Paramonza Havarim. And Yom Kippur, he didn't have it. So that's what this did. When he would walk, it would, the ring would clank against it to make sure that the Royal Kodesh, that it was Vinishma. We're going to stop right here. Mir Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Omar Rafizda on the bottom of Mandala on the base. Wishing you all a beautiful day.